Absolutely. All right. So, everybody, this is Mr. Adam Smith, the man, the myth, the legend himself, a good man. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, I'm glad you had me. This is different. It's definitely one thing I've never done before. So, I just, it, it, I'll get comfortable. Just give me a second. Yeah. So, all you got to do is just treat it like I'm in front of you, treat it like I'm a person, which I am, yeah. and it'll, it'll flow. I had somebody here. Saxon Reinhardt earlier today. If you don't know him, he's a uh, huge on TikTok. Um, very, very successful. He's never done a podcast. He came to my house because he lives about an hour away from me today. Oh. And yeah, he crushed it. He uh when he first started, he said the same thing as you just give me a little bit of time. And then at the end, he said that, that was easy. I said, Absolutely, it's easy, yeah. man. That's oh, awesome. Man. Uh, I haven't heard of him. I did see you did uh one with Russ, and I thought I watch a lot of him just because. He's got good content, man. He's 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 funny guy. I like him. He's a very funny guy. Me and him text a uh, couple times every week now. Um, so yeah, he's a super good guy, and um, he's uh, about to start getting internet leads to sell more cars uh, because they completely they did it in a in a, half the dealerships have what's called BDCs, meaning they have individuals answer leads for them, and then the salespeople get later involved. Okay. And they're going to do it now differently where salespeople get involved earlier in the process. So I was, um, you know, I'm helping him out in that aspect. So he's very good guy. You've been doing it for a while, I assume, right? I've done sales 22 years. I've done over the phone sales, selling investments for 12 years, automobile 10 years, um, train tons of people. And I mean, tons of people. Uh, how to sell over the phone, yep. how to sell in person. So yep. I am very versed in the world of selling. So I love sales. Uh, I I haven't been in it long, so <clears throat> I've, I'm hungry for it. It's 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 a it's a different ball game where it comes from what I do. Um, it's more supply and demand mm -hmm. at that point. So. I can go over a little bit if, whenever you, I mean, do you want to just ask me some questions or do you want to just have a conversation? Well, how do, how do you want to go about this? What I like doing because I want people to relate to you because okay. I don't believe salespeople are born. I believe they are made. Yeah. And, you know, if I, the person that I was growing up, I am not the person I am today because sales made me this way. Yeah. So what I would like to do is understand like your background. When you grew up, did you uh, single family home? Was it yeah. two uh, two parents there? How was your childhood? Tell me a little bit about that so people can okay. relate. Yeah. So uh, I'm from Mobile, Alabama, born and raised in Mobile, Alabama. So it's about hour and 20 from the coast so uh if you ever came come down to mobile i'm sure a lot of people know about gulf shores orange beach stuff like that that's a pretty mm -hmm. good tourist destination um i grew up in a little town called sims alabama so i uh, went to high school middle school elementary school all through there 
didn't get as far as uh, a college degree. I didn't go okay. to college. Uh, I had a pretty me, rough time. In me high neither, school. buddy. Oh uh, yeah. So, but uh, it's 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 amazing how how it's so driven. It's so it's so it's so putting inside of your throat that you have to go to college. You have to go to college. You have to get in debt. You have to get in debt. You have to get in debt. You know what I'm saying? It's just I didn't think that was a smart move, but um, I did think about going to college. But then I just kind of let life take its course, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, why didn't you think it was a smart move? Why did I think it was a smart move? Why didn't you think it was a smart move? You mentioned that you didn't think it was. So why did you think that way? Because for me, school was pretty hard. Now, what I mean by that is I still had great grades. I still had a good GPA and everything like that. My mom passed away when I was 15, so I was a freshman. Yes. I was Sorry a freshman to hear that. in high school whenever she passed away. And then from there on, it was just it was just a whole different I had to grow up. Um I had to do a lot of um things on my own, if that makes sense. So yeah. I, I still went to school. I still worked every day. Uh at the beginning, uh, I grew up in a single family home. I had a stepfather. My my real father's not really He's more of like a brother to me, if that makes sense. Yeah. A brotherly kind of relationship. Um, but I know that it it was kind of hard growing up without my dad, but it 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 happens. Everything happens for a reason. So I just let it do its thing. Me and him are close somewhat. I just don't talk that much. But other than that, I mean it I grew up in a pretty good family. Uh besides my mom passing, it was pretty hard. Uh and then I, so I started doing HVAC in 2021, January of 2021. So my anniversary date is the 19th of this month. Wait, it's today. Oh, wow. I just even realized today's my three year anniversary of doing HVAC in general. Congrats. Uh, yeah, thanks. So I, I, um, I went to, it's, uh, uh, so I work for a company called Hanson Supertex. Okay. We're a company that does all of it down to HVAC to electrical, the plumbing, um, and we also do generators and stuff like that. Anything to kind of keep your home efficient, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So I started doing install, which is, I always recommend to do install first because I'm, I'm in, so I'm in sales, but I'm in service as well. So I go to, well, I still go to warranty calls. I still go to, um, uh, new customers, old customers. Uh, I mean the whole nine, I go everywhere now about my position. So I go to what's called opportunities. You know, we call okay. them opportunities. And so whenever there's an opportunity, such as if it's 10 years or older, we label it as an opportunity. That's an opportunity to get in the door, see what they have going on. And then just also about education. Mm -hmm. It's really all about education and so um, it, some techs are going down to the, they go down to like the nitty gritty of everything on what they do, uh, how much Sears these use or anything like that. You have to keep it simple, stupid. You know what I'm saying? Just a customer don't want to hear that much stuff about the unit because they don't know what the heck you're talking about, but you have to bring it up into terms that they can understand. But like, hey, it, it leads me to the first thing I always do and this is very important to any type of opportunity or anything like that, I always offer to bring them a coffee or a Gatorade, vice versa, whatever season it is. So this this season, it's winter months. Like today, it got below, 
you don't ever see it get below 20 degrees in Mobile. So it's gotten pretty cold today and we were slammed. That's why I was a little bit late. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> you're all good. I understand um, you're making money. Yeah, man, it's fun. Uh, it's it's such a different ball game, but I can go over it if you have any. What other questions do you have as far as on my background? Anything else you have on that? So when you graduated high school, yep. what did you do first? Okay, so when I graduated high school, I worked for a furniture installation company, office furniture. Okay. So cubicles, you know, private desk, uh, private, private um, office, you know, stuff like uh, hutches, you know, L-shaped desk, stuff like that. Just installed office furniture. I did that for about, what, two years? About two years. And man, 12 bucks an hour was, I thought was balling. I was like, did you? <laughs> I was like, $12 an hour, let's go. So, um, and then my back started hurting. And I was like, dude, this sucks. <laughs> and then um, from there on, I was making $12 an hour. And man, I was just like, dude, I can't, what the heck am I doing? I looked in the mirror. I was like, what the heck am I doing with myself? How many like, hours a week were you working? I, that's the thing. We didn't have a schedule. It was so weird. I did it because my best friend's uh, wife was her dad was the owner, and I just had gotten out of a uh, a job at um, it's a little I worked at fast food. Okay, it was called the Fusaclis. If you ever come down to Mobile, Alabama, you can definitely try Fusaclis. It's a homegrown fried food, fried chicken restaurant. You know. Uh, like canes or anything like that. Uh, yep. That's our one signature chicken place. Um, and I worked there and then it was, I was like, I need to make more than 825 an hour. And then I got the 12. I was like, yeah, let's go. And I got the 12. I was like, oh no, I kind of like this. Cause my back was just killing me, man. Don't ever do furniture. That sucks. It sucks. Okay. Um, <laughs> it, it was, it was tough. The furniture thing was just, I don't know what I was doing. I was just living. I was doing stupid stuff like partying all the time. And I, back to my schedule, like we would wake up one morning at 4.30 a.m. And then we'll go to the next morning at nine and then six and then seven. You know, my schedule, my sleep schedule was all out of whack. It was crazy. So they had a sounds like just appointments to do stuff. And exactly. you had to abide by the appointments, it sounds right. like. Right. So they would schedule jobs out because you have to wait on contractors to finish up doing the sheetrock, the flooring and everything out before we do the furniture and everything with it. So it was it was it's one of those things where the dude that the the, the owner, my old boss, it was pretty smart because he's literally the only furniture installation company in Mobile. So it's it's a very it's every business don't want to put together furniture. They don't they just want to order it, get it done. You know, people like when they walk into the office like they don't even think about who did it or anything like that. They think, you know what I'm saying? It's just out of the outside out of mind. You're right. So yeah, the furniture didn't work out. <laughs> so, um it was just it was just rough. So your body was aching and you're like, yeah, manual labor is not for me. 12 bucks no. an hour is not enough. No. And so I was already used to the heat because when we unloaded trucks, we were in a warehouse where it was blazing. We you know, we had fans, but it's tough, man. Down here in Mobile, it gets to about 110 with humidity. You know, the humidity makes it feel about 1, 115, and it's pretty hot, man. You, I mean, you walk outside and you're condensating. Yeah. So so when did you, when you got out of the 
mm-hmm. furniture business, what'd you do then? What was your mindset? What what were you thinking? Well, I had some, so I had an ex-girlfriend. Her sister's boyfriend was doing HVAC at the, at the Hanson. And okay. then there was a, another family member, family friend that I knew that worked at Hanson as well. And so I was like, man, I kind of want to try trade. Let's see what it's like. And so I hit them up and I was like, well, what, how is it over there? You know, what do you all do? Just get a little bit of insight. He was like, man, you just got to really, you have to really come do it to understand. I was like, okay. And then I put an application in and me and me and the old boss, cause uh, the company is not, not owned by the same owner at the time. And um, I was like, man, I'm driven. I want to make money. What can you do for me? I just texted him that. Yeah. And so, and he was like, he's like, how much you want? I was like, 16 an hour. He was like, be here at eight. I was like, okay, I'll be there. You know, I just steadily going from 825 to my 12 to 16. So I was like, okay, here we go. Okay, we're starting to do stuff. And then and then from there on, it just, a lot came with after that. Because the first day I was like, I was like, this is, I didn't even know there was an indoor unit, Brent. I was like, where there's an indoor unit to this stuff? I thought it was just outside. You know, I was just like, I didn't. I had no clue. And so um, everything from that point on, it's just all hands-on. I didn't go to college for it. I, I did do all my testing. I'm EPA certified, you know, type one, type two. Uh, and so I got everything I need to, in order to touch a refrigerant tank, you know, and to learn it, to know how to work on them is that as far as that goes. Okay. So you were just servicing them to start with. Well, I was installing them. So installing. Okay. Right, right. So I did what, I would, what I do now is I tell the people that I used to, what I used to do to do it, to install it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I get basically what we would do is, okay, we get a call, we get a job in the morning. Uh, we show up six thirty, six o'clock in the morning. We load the truck and we all, but we get to the house and we can knock it out. We do it. We do HVAC installs. I don't know if you've had an HVAC installed uh, recently, but we, um, we we would do a full install inside and outside, new breakers, new electrical, new everything for four hours. That's amazing. Yeah, we have about eight guys on a crew, and we'd knock it out. Well, that's the smart thing because then you can move on to the next one. You can do multiple ones each and every day. Right. There's there's companies down here that have two guys, and that's it. That's all you know. They rather work on inside at one time and then work outside at the the rest of the day. Or even take two days to do one install. And you're like, how can you make money doing that? You move on. Right. Absolutely. So the uh the boss man, he had it pretty he had it pretty smart whenever he had, you know, eight guys to a crew and we would just show up and bang it out. I mean, get them up and cool. We want the customer to be without as low like as less as possible as less time you know yeah for sure from the time that we show up we want you know every t- the, from the moment we take it out they're hot they're dying or they're cold they're freezing so we want to make sure we get it done in a timely fashion so we can get them up and going so tell me this much when how long did you do the installation versus when did you get in okay so i i did install for about a year and a say about a year and a quarter so a year and about two two three months um it was so, from when i started so you've done sales for about a year and three months roughly speaking correct okay so were you excited for, to get into the sales aspect 
was I excited? I was nervous. Yeah. I was okay. nervous, man. I was nervous. I was like, well, you know, you go from install and then they were, I just got a random text message one day by the boss. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he was like, man, you have good reviews. You want to come on service? And I was like, come on the service because of reviews? I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, man, the customers love you. I was like, okay. Because um, I would have pretty good reviews on on our Facebook page and stuff like that. And so I was like, yeah, I want to go to service. Oh yeah. That's what I mean, because that's where the bread and butter is. You know what I'm saying? That's where it is. That's where that's where you does that's where your goal is to go. Right. And so that was a big change just because I went to training. We train every week. I mean, we train uh we have thousands of hours of training per year. So we I mean it's 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 fun. When you talk about training, is that for sales or is that for service? Both. So we have a team of maintenance technicians and service technicians that all meet up every week, uh, twice a week usually. And um, we we all just go over how we're doing things, how are things going, what are we seeing, what are our objections, how are we handling the objections, um, and everything like that. Awesome. Do yeah, you remember your first customer and the sales aspect of it? Say it again? Do you remember your first customer and the sales aspect of it yeah. and how you did? Yeah, it was, um, I was shaking, man. I was like, golly, I was like, man, this is going to be, this is going to be rough. Cause I'm, at first I'm not the one to call attention mm -hmm. as far as on to make people, sometimes you have to make a, a customer to be uncomfortable to understand that you're being serious. And so it was my first sale. I remember it was a, mm, I want to say it was a system and duck job. So it was basically what you can do to get, you know, renovate the whole HVAC system. Okay. Uh, taking all the old ducks out, replacing all the new ducks, and then replacing the system inside and out, everything like that. And I would think it was a uh, $22,000 job. And I was like, I mean, that's sweet. I was like, oh my God. And like, even the guy, the customer, I, I had him so involved. He was actually, so we have what's called leak detectors to detect Freon if it's low on refrigerant or anything like that. And so, he actually took the he took the leak detector from me and he started doing it himself. He was finding the leak. He was selling that, himself. That's you know, even he, better. Right. I was like, this is easy. What? I said, let's go. And then um, that was my first sale. And I thought it was pretty awesome. I mean, I enjoyed it. I was like, man, this is awesome. I love it. And that's so, what drove me. Yeah. So $22,000 job as a salesperson from an HVAC aspect. What percentage of that do you make, roughly speaking? At that time, because percentages has changed. Um, I was making 7% off system and duck jobs. So you were rolling. I was rolling. Well, congratulations, man. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So each and every day, do you uh, do you all still do training? Uh, not every day. So we, tr we train on Tuesdays and Thursdays usually. Okay. Uh, we have our uh, separate meetings as far as with our uh, with our manager, supervisor, stuff like that. But we train, yeah, we train uh, just about yeah twice a week. So you're very good with rebuttals and objections, all of that. Yeah, I, I, I I'm I'm one to as in I'm how if, if I read the customer correctly, I'm gonna address them like I would want to be addressed if I was in their shoes in a sense. Um, so I mean, yeah. Well, good for you. Congratulations. So Thank you. uh, this you've done it for a year and three-fourths, almost two years. What right. is a good 
great, phenomenal HVAC salesperson make a year? Okay. Um, so I came in second in the whole company. Um, uh, I wasn't first place. I wasn't first place. The guy before me, he knows a little bit more technical. Uh, he gets the good opportunities as well, which he's a, I mean, hell of a dude. I love him. Um, and, um, he's a great, he's a great asset to our team. Uh, but I came in second out of the whole company and that's out of, I don't know, uh, we own, uh, the owner owns about seven nationwide. So we're not corporate, but we're privately owned. We're the largest privately owned HVAC company in the country. Okay. And what's the name of them? Air pros. Air pros. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you were number two out of everybody. I was number two out of everyone. I hit 2 million by myself. Congrats. So, so that my so goal was 7% of million. that. So my, my percentages has changed just, just from things that's happened and, you know, from over time that, you know, change happens during companies, you know, so it went from seven to uh four. Okay. So it's almost pretty, half. It's a pretty big drop. Um, but if it would have stayed the same, I probably would have added a little bit, a little bit more. <laughs> Absolutely. So roughly speaking, just ballpark figure, oh, what does oh, that I'm pay for, you a um, year? I mean, I say take home or gross before gross, taxes I'm, are taken. 220000 You can make up to $220,000, $250,000 a year. Congratulations. All from $8 to $12 to sixteen to a couple hundred grand. Yeah, man, it's just it's unbelievable. I mean, I I still I still it, it, nothing's changed about me. That's the thing. I won't let the money change me. Uh, except for I mean, I want to I wanted a beautiful home for me and my family. I have a wife and I have an eight month old who was crying. Right now. <laughs> Thank you. And so, uh, it's been a blessing for sure. I thank God every day. Absolutely. It's it's really fun. Um, but I, I still eat potted meat sandwiches. I still eat Vienna sausages. I still eat chicken nuggets for dinner. I mean, I'm I'm still gonna keep doing me. You know, that's just Absolutely. what I was brought up on. I was definitely not in the. I was in the trenches growing up. We did not have much money. My mom was a waitress. My stepfather he did cabinet work, and we made it by. Uh, you know, as best as we could. But I knew from that moment when I figured out, like my mom. I'll tell you the story real quick. But whenever she was waitressing, she, um, the best waitress you ever seen in your life. I mean, tips out the butt, but it still wasn't enough. It was yeah. just tough, you know? And so, um, she, one time I remember I was, I was about 14, 13, something like that. I was younger. And she, I asked her if I could buy a video game from GameStop. I was like, I want to buy this video game. Can I have it? And she was like, I don't have the money. And I was like, okay, that's fine. You know, whatever. I knew we were still, you know, we're, we were in the trenches a little bit. And so, I, um, and then she was just like, you know what? Here's my last 60 bucks. Go get it. I was like, just right then and there, I was like, dude, I, I felt like such an, an I don't know. I, I, I felt that love from her a hundred percent right then and there. That she was able to do that for me, which I mean, that's a big, that's a gamble. You know what I'm saying? You, you spend your last 60 bucks, ain't no telling what's going to happen, you know? So um, from that moment, I was like, I'm not going to be like, I, I'm I'm not saying I'm not going to be like her, but I will, I'll be damned if I'm not successful. Did you buy the video game? I did. <laughs> what game was it? I think it was Grand Theft Auto Five. I think it's something like that. It was, it was something, uh, you know, video games are expensive as crap now, so. Yeah. Well, was, you know what? It motivated you. Hopefully it put a fire in you. Well, I was like, I said, man, I can't, I got to be successful. I got to be successful. 
And um, and I, I just I've, I've had that drive since. And so I, well, I say since then, but because I went through a little rough patch, but I've, I knew that from that moment I was going to be successful. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like you went, like I said, eight, 12, yeah. 16, couple hundred grand. That's, That's crazy. awesome. It's a big jump. Absolutely. How many hours a week do you work? Oh, man. Oh, and like I said, it gets a hundred, it gets, it gets really hot down here. So in summer months, um, we don't, we're not allowed to take vacation just cause I don't want to anyway, cause there's money to be made, but th they won't let us take off because it's just so, it's so we are, our compass, our customer base is insane. We have over, uh, 20 techs, you know what I'm saying? You don't hear about a tech just at my location. So down in Mobile, Alabama, we run Mobile. And so we have a, we run about average a day in the summertime, about 13 calls a day. And so that's us from 7.30 to 11 o'clock at night. And you're there all the time? I don't leave. I, you never stop. You don't stop in the summertime. You never stop. So just to let you know, when you're having that baby or you already had eight months old, yeah. it's going to, you're going to get home and it's going to, you know, so I worked I, a lot. It's a sacrifice I want to make as far as um, I want my family to be taken care of. Like I have my wife at home. I'm blessed to have her at home. And so um, coming home every day to see them too, just it makes it, it makes me want to keep doing it every day. Absolutely. So awesome. you're going to stay in the HVAC, I would hope. Yeah, my yeah, I'm gonna stay in. Um, I think just because every day is different, like every customer is different, every house is different, every design is different. I mean, it's nothing new. It's not. It's nothing the same ever. So it's always something new. It's always something to keep. It just makes you pick your brain. I'm I'm a I'm a problem solving kind of guy. So mm -hmm. when it comes to coming to a home, I'm gonna figure it out no matter what. But it's cool to meet different types of people. Um, you know, you got the you have the nice people, then you have the, the, you knows, you know, and it's just, it's fun that I get to do that, but meet just really good people. But also there's going to be some bad that comes with the good, you know, how many people are in mobile? I think there's 350,000. So that's a good size. Yeah. We're pretty, it's pretty stoked. I mean, a lot of people are moving from, it's weird. A lot of people are moving from Boston and Wisconsin. Dang. So yeah, up I north. okay. It's, it's, it's a lot of people are moving from up there to down here. I don't know if it's to get away from the crazy or I don't know what they're doing. You know, they're like, I can't get, I can't live up there. I'm like, okay, that's fine. They want to be where it's not. There's snowbirds, you know, they don't want to be in the cold. Yeah. But right now it's cold down there. Yeah. Yeah. It's cold like, here too. Negative, negative. Like, is it oh, really? Yeah. Oh my God. So do you so, have a gas furnace? Is that right? Uh, yes, we have uh, right now, I think it's 10 degrees outside with the windshield. It's negative three, negative two, negative four, roughly speaking. Yeah, I've never witnessed any of that before. The coldest I've ever witnessed is I think is the coldest it's gotten here was 13 degrees. I think that's the coldest, but it's such a wet cold. It's so brutal. It's yeah. so brutal. So well, I just walked up my... Um, trash cans up there where they take it out tomorrow and i had to break down all of these amazon boxes because yeah. my wife gets boxes every day so i always yeah. break it down at the end of the week yeah. throw it in the trash can and i was sitting out there just freezing my butt off right before yeah. i did this call it's like my goodness that's cold <laughs> i had gloves on too yeah i do the same thing man she she's an amazonaholic you know that's what i call her absolutely <laughs> so 
so when you hear a rebuttal, do you handle it very good? What's your most common rebuttal objection that you hear? Well, like one time I did comment on your live and I said, what do you do with one leggers? Mm -hmm. So one leggers, we deal with the one leggers as well. Um, so I come upon a, you know, service call. I find a compressor dead. It's 20 years old. More likely don't make that compressor no more. The refrigerant that you have in that compressor is no longer made. It's been phased out. Replacements needed, right? Um, and so I'll, and whenever I go to, you know, do my pitch, talk with the customer and the wife's not home or the husband's not home. Or, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I want them both there. And, and anything I can do to get them to reschedule for them to be at a better time, nor do I want to kind of hound them while they're at work. Hey, uh, you know, you need a new system. You know, I'm like, hey, you let's schedule a time for you and your family to be here because I want what's best for you and your family. So that's why I try to, you know, maneuver uh, and handle the objections with the, another way out to get back in there. Okay. And how's that um, go? And you said that you're pretty much the only show in town. There's not a lot of competition. There is some competition. Um, the only other competition is very expensive. They're they're more expensive than us, and we're pretty quite high. I mean, we have a pretty high overhead, but um, it's we have some competition. It's just nothing compared to how we operate things. So that's what you need to sell them on. Is like you know what. This is your main home. This is where you spend all of your time. Do you want to when you get home? Do you want it to be perfect? And you know what? If something right. is wrong, we're going to pick up the phone. Here is my cell phone number. You can reach me anytime. We're here, especially in the summertime or yeah. wintertime all day long. Yeah. Go ahead and let's agree to get this going. How about that? And we can get it wrapped up in and out in four hours. How's right. that sound? Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I can get this done today. And they're like, today? And I'm like, today. You know, I was like, I can get But you if you wait. It's going to be tomorrow, and then you know what? You've got a newborn, eight months old. Do you want to have it freezing cold inside? Absolutely not. I don't. I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. There you go. Yeah. So it's it. There's a there's a demand whenever it's a hundred. Uh, you know, when your thermostat's maxing out at ninety nine degrees, it won't even go up higher than that. You know, uh, it kind of helps with getting the, getting the sale. We're already in the door. We're already there. We have all the info we need. Why not move forward now? And so it, that's when, you know, the demand helps. Absolutely. The slow times, like right now, this is when the comp, this is when you show your true, your true sales uh, pitches because a lot of people love the cold down here and they'll sit in the cold. They don't care. And so you have to show them the urgency. The urgency is everything. What is the urgency? Explain that a little bit more in depth. So urgency, uh, uh Okay, say um, we go to home and um, basically we do a maintenance. Okay? okay, so we do a maintenance on it. System's heating, but is it heating properly? Mm -hmm. Likely, it's probably not with it being 10, 15, 20 years old. It's more than likely not going to be running properly. You're going to have some amp, high amp draws on your system. Your blower motor is going to be having bad bearings in it and stuff like that. And so... Basically, hey, I'm here. I can get this to where you're, you know, you don't have no worries. You know, like whenever it comes to if you save, like, like the customer's like, well, it's running. I don't want to do anything about it right now. 
And then you're like, okay, well, just to let you know, this is what this is going to do. This is going to cause more money in the long run. If we wait any more longer, you already, you know, you, you, you're spending money right now. So going ahead to beat what's to come is, is recommended. Absolutely. You give them the worst case and you paint a picture to get them to realize, you know what, by well, waiting, we, we this take a step back. Go wrong. We take a step back and we're like, okay, what happens if I don't spend this money now? Okay. So if you have a blower motor go bad in the middle of the dead summer heat, that means your blower motor is going to stop running, but your outdoor unit, your condenser is going to stay running. But when it stays running, it's going to have a high head pressure because it's not circulating air across the coil inside. And that causes your compressor to pull high amps. It could also cause your uh, compressor to go out on thermal, which means it gets too hot. So it turns off. Uh, it can cause a lot of issues to your system that can lead to even more money. Well said. Mm -hmm. It's important. Well, give me the pen. I'll sign it up. <laughs> no. So uh, if I can ask you a question, Shoot. just because I've had, um, I've had some, I've had, you have to buy cars, you know, and so I went to a local dealership. I'm not going to say the name. Um, and man, it was unreal. It was unreal. And how they, I came in, I, I came in looking like Alabama. I was wearing my Carhartt shirt. I was wearing some Avcos and I was wearing some extra tough boots. I was looking like a goof. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I'm not looking like a goof. It's just my everyday attire. I'm not going to dress like, a, you know what I'm saying? And so I was like, Hey, me and my wife want to upsize our vehicle to go to a, it was a Grand Highlander we were looking at. The new Grand Highlanders are really nice. We're like, this is basically a RAV4, but bigger. That's all it yeah. is. And so we were like, we want to look at this RAV4. And then the the salesman was, he was, I mean, on the spot. Okay, sit down. Let me get your information. I was like, what? You know, like he wanted my email or, you know, first, last name, stuff like that. I was like, I, in the car sales game, it can be kind of weird, man, because I get I, I have to get a good vibe from you in order for me to buy from you. You know, make me feel comfortable, make me trust you. You know what I'm saying? Make me trust that you're gonna give me the best that you can. And so this guy, he just sat me down and just like here, give me information. I was like, I said, whoa, 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 I even got to look at you. Don't even know why I'm here. You know what I'm saying? He's just like, let me get some information. I was like, I was like, let me see the vehicle. You know. And I did some homework before I came there. I already knew what the price was online versus what they're going for, what trim, everything with it. And so I got to the dealership. It was there. I got the uh, VIN, blah, 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 looked at it and um, test drove it, um, got it. And I was like, okay, let's see the numbers. You know what I'm saying? He was like, okay, let's get the numbers. And he comes out with 12000 over asking price. And I was like, for a new one. Oh, it was brand new. It was brand new. Okay. Yes. Okay. And I was like, I said, I said, I said, what's this? And he was just like, that's what we're, that's what we're asking. And I was like, I said, but I said, do you not see this on the website? Like, and he's like, oh, that's, is that the same vehicle? I said, yes, it's the same VIN. I made sure already. He was like, oh, I was like, you don't know your, you know, I was just, it made me feel so uncomfortable right then and there. That was a red flag. I was like, what? And so I was just, I, you seem to be a killer guy in the business. I mean, you sound you know, like a, like Mr. Who said that you had like the best voice, like your voice a is couple, a couple of, uh, yeah. Russ said it, uh, the Dude. goat said it, all kinds of people. I, I love the voice. I don't know, man. Like my wife knows who you are and she's never watched a video because she hears you on the background. Like I'm like, she knows who you are because of your voice. 
And so I just like, are you seeing like a killer? I mean, you you sell 60 cars a month. Are you serious? So I, I got out of car sales in 22 of May. Then I got the opportunity to run a dealership, did that wow. very successful. And I got out, me and the owner had a, a fallen out, uh, a, di- a couple of disagreements. So I got out, traveled the U.S., came back in to the sales aspect where I just want to help salespeople. So that's all I do now is give advice, come up with scripts, have training courses, um, all of that good stuff. So that's what I'm doing now is more on a path where not selfish. Now I'm helping other people. That's what I want to do now. So you're so, no longer in in car sales? Nope, no. So the when people seen those videos, yeah. I didn't work there. I was they hired me for 30 days just to train. And part of my agreement was is that I'm going to make content where I'm very good on the phone. I know that, and I mean that in a humble way, not bragging. So I sold. You have every right to be. I sold investments over the phone 12 years, did it very successfully. Then I did car sales very successfully again. So like I'm great in person, great on the phone, but I'm better on the phone. So what I did was, uh, and it sounds like to answer your question, to go back to that, the Grand Highlander, did you buy it? Number one. No. Good job. Now, what they did is, is in my opinion, and I don't know the full, I'm just listening to one version is... They prejudged you. When you came out, uh, what kind of car were you in, number one? 2022 RAV4. So, okay. So, it made me, it would make me think that you have the money. So, if you wanted to look at a specific car, me personally, I would have grabbed the keys, uh, opened all of the doors. Uh, Did you have your kid with you at that time? Yes. Okay, perfect. So, I would have opened up all the doors, done everything. Um, I would have got your guard to drop. Because as you mentioned, the red flags went up and he tried to pre-qualify you. He Something that they're doing right now is when people bought newer cars during COVID, they're what's called upside down, meaning they have negative equity. He probably thought that you bought that car during COVID because 22 model year. That's why I asked that question. He's like, well, this person's probably upside down. He probably can't buy. You're looking, not say rough, but you're not looking like you have a ton of money. You know what I mean? That's what I wanted. And, and I was like, That's, this is the opposite. This is not supposed to happen. <laughs> but, but the thing is, is from a consumer standpoint, yeah. I, I never would judge a book on its covers. Never, right. never, never. And I can't. Same way with for me. If I show up to a home and there's just trash in the front yard and, you know, there's holes in the windows, the roof has it has tarp over the roof, I'm not coming in like, okay, these guys ain't going to buy anything. It's just nope. not – because I, it, it, it's just it, – you can't think like that or they won't. That and then also some people are so frugal where they just don't care about a lot of things. But their house on the inside to get it running properly, HVAC where you said it's hot um, – you know, heat, you got to have it. That's the one thing. We're not living in the 1800s where people are just cool, open the windows and everybody stinks. It's not like that no more. So, you know, but going back to that, they prejudged you, in my opinion, and you did it completely wrong. Now, if somebody pulls on the lot and they don't know what they want, then I sit them down. Then I get to understand them, get to know them. Their guard still drops. But if you already knew what car you wanted, the most important thing is, you know what? I'm going to go get the keys. Give me one second. I'll be right back. And of course, that happens even after I introduce myself. I get you to like me. I, oh, I can see you're probably in your work attire. What kind of work do you do? 
And then right. congratulations on the baby. Awesome. You got a beautiful looking family. And just like you, you're smiling right now, I would get that to go down before I did anything. Yeah. So uh, it almost didn't seem like he was doing those things, but it almost didn't seem like it was, it was, it was truth. Like it almost didn't seem it, it, it came off as like it was, he was just lying to me or he was just, you know what I'm saying? I, I, he I came up as a salesperson. And people don't like salespeople. No, they want to buy that's what I tell them. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not a sales guy. I'm just, I'm just a, I'm just your, I'm your technician. I'm here to do what you want me to do. At the end of the day, it's your decision on what you want. My recommendations is always, I would always just take a listen to it, listen to what I have to offer and what we can do to get better your life. And so, uh, I, I honestly. I don't, I'm not pushy by any means. And so I think that's what closes a lot of deals is I'm not going to be yeah. pushy. I'm not going to push you by any means. And um, I, I want what's best for you no matter what. Yeah. It comes more from the heart and it comes more from you personally. And people and can sense that it's 100%. And that's like, why I was like, I'm not going to be what this guy was to me at the dealership. I'm going to be a hundred percent me. That's all I'm going to do is be me. I don't, he seemed that's what I was that's what I meant to say. He meant he was too he was being like two-faced. He was being like uh, not not him. I can tell that that's not the kind of person he is. You know what I'm saying? Uh just by reading him, I don't want to judge anyone, but by how he was going throughout his process, it wasn't it it was just it didn't seem um legit. It didn't well, just seem like it was Well, the thing is, it all starts with the managers. Most dealerships are not set up like your company that you do training every Tuesday and Thursday. It doesn't happen that way. More than half of dealerships don't train, and that's just terrible. No, they get thrown to the wolves, and the people that figure it out, they excel. People that don't, they just That's ruining the reputation. It's it's It it gives salespeople a bad name, just like you said. You had a bad experience. Something that I did. And I, I don't know anybody else that did it. You know, I would see, actually, let me back that up. I would see a few people do it on social media. And that is, is like, I would, I bought a red carpet. Me personally, I paid for it. I bought the gold, go post, uh, like yeah, the post that you walk through once you walk on the red carpet, just like movie yeah. stars doing stuff. And then I bought a backdrop with my face on it, my emoji <laughs> with the thumbs up. And it always had every day's a blessing. So when people got out of finance, after spending twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars on a car, they would immediately, and they didn't know that this was going to happen, they would immediately walk out. I'd say congratulations again, and then we would work into, we would walk into the service drive. I'd open the door, and they would have this red carpet with the goal post, and then they would uh, that like, right there would. I mean, I would send everyone to you like that would be just unreal because you're making it an experience. You want it absolutely. to be absolutely, and then they remember that they're like, "Have I ever done this? Yeah. No." And Never. you know it it. When I started really taking it serious, serious, and I've always taken it serious, but when I'm talking about is, you know, like when I sold a car, I would become friends with them on Facebook. I don't know if you're doing that or not, but I always follow up. You you need to like, I would become friends with them on Facebook. I would immediately take a picture, tag them. And if you're not doing that, highly encourage it because you know what? The people around them, they're friends with on Facebook. That's more of a close niche community. It's not like TikTok where it's just people all over the world. It's more like inner circle and doing it that way. And then so many of their friends say, congratulations, congratulations. And I would then send them a private message 
like your friend bought a this. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure helping them. And I'll, I'd love to help you. My cell phone number is this. Please reach out if you would like to upgrade your car. And so many people would reach out. I didn't send a multiple message, like burning them up, spamming them. I sent them one nice message. And yeah. if you're not doing that, like the, like social media is so powerful if you use oh, it yeah. correctly. And TikTok has really got people in this area. They all know my name, meaning if you're in the car business, you know me because of my success. But people in other states and other countries, it is, has reached out and like, hey, you're amazing. And, you know, so I know the training program is going to go good or go good or great. But it, it's just Facebook is more close niche. So I promise you, if you do a little bit more, you'll get way more referrals. The referrals will be less. Do you get a lot of people haggle with you over the price? That's another question. That's a yes. Yeah, I mean, because HVAC, I mean, I don't know how much you or how much you've spent. Or when was the last time you replaced your system? How about that? Probably three years ago. Okay, three years ago, it was probably pretty pretty cheap. I would assume you had what you have what a four ton, three ton. I don't even know that he. Uh, so I am all about service. If yeah. you provide good service to me, I don't care. I'll pay whatever. Like you can first pencil right. me. And that's what I did is he first penciled me is what we call in the car business because you know what? He came home. He was respectful for to my wife. I had a daughter. I had two daughters here, uh, or we might've had one and then one on the way. And I just wanted it done correctly. I wanted it done fast. He said, you know what? I'll do this, this, and this perfect. Go ahead and do it. I'll pay you. And I didn't haggle with him. I didn't do anything because it was service. It's but we that's what we do here at Hanson. We do five star service. Of course, we give them you know the whole nine. Like I said, it starts to uh, the beginning of a coffee call is what we call it. The coffee call. Yeah. Uh, you know, hey, Mister Brent, I see uh, we have you on schedule to come see what's going on with that HVAC system for you. I know it can be hot. I'm with you. I already know, and I want to make sure that you're okay. Do you want me to go ahead and bring you a Gatorade to make sure that you're going to be okay for the next couple hours as I'm checking your system out? Uh, what? No. I've never, I've never been asked that. No, thank you. I don't worry about it. You know, and some, some customers I bring anyway, cause you can hear them. <laughs> Let me ask you this. You Did someone teach you that? Or is that something you came up with? So it's, it's something that we all as a team isn't thought about doing to just to, because from that moment, you showing that you were going to bring them, you offered them something to make their, make them feel better. And, and sense to, you know, cool down. Um, the guard, the guard just, I mean, you, the coffee call is so important to us. It's very important. Do you read books? I, I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not much of a book reader now. What? Go ahead. All right. So here's the thing. It's yeah. a 55% more likely if you're in sales, if you give the person something, meaning a liquid or anything at all, just not just liquids, but anything. They're 55% more likely to buy from yeah. if you. It, it's amazing. So that, is, it's, that it's given. It, yeah. So, you know, I always, so many salespeople from the car business world would always ask, do you want a water? Why would you do that? You know what I would do, do is I just do. bring them the water. Right. Here, man. Go ahead. This and is for it, you. Yeah. And, you know, because I want to stack the deck in my favor. And I went as far when I was selling cars is I bought a saltwater fish tank because it 
it's a just like you when your first job twenty two thousand dollars. When people are buying, you know, most people nowadays they buy twenty to sixty thousand dollar cars. Most people, some people spend more, and I would make sure that I gave them a twenty to sixty thousand dollar experience or more, exceeding that. And I, you know, I could, I believe I can fill people, sense people very good. And the most common way to get people to relax is giving something to drink. And the next thing is getting them to relax. And I bought a fish tank, spent like 20,000 bucks getting a saltwater fish tank put inside the office. And I did so much stuff because like swimming, it just mellows you out, like yeah. getting someone to sit down. So I, I read a lot of books, love psychology books. I've read dozens and dozens of psychology books and they all talk about such as uh, getting people to relax when you're in sales. That's how the FBI gets people to uh, confess to things that they did or did not do. Even some people didn't do it and they get them to agree that they did it is understanding psychology. So I'm a huge believer in reading. Um, I read a ton of books. I read, uh, pay attention to a lot of social media posts. Um, yeah, I, I, we have a sales manager and this, he's an older cat, but he is as smooth as baby's butt. I mean, this guy, I mean, uh, when he first came in and, and started training us a lot on sales, as far as uh, he comes about once a month, because mm -hmm. uh, he is, you know, he's with air pros, which is the whole nationwide company. So he travels to other places as well. And his, uh, his name is Bob and man, that man, he is, oh, he taught us so much. He, any objection we'd hit him with in the training, you know, we'd hit him. We're like, oh, we're going to test this guy and see how he really is. And so we hit him with all the objections that, man, he would just shut us up. <laughs> he, he was He's awesome. a pro. He's a oh, pro. Dude. He's been doing it for a while. You need to put me in contact with him. I would love to have him on here. Okay. I can see if he if he's into that kind of stuff. Um, I'm sure he wouldn't mind it. Um, but he he's, he's uh, um, I don't know, he's just – he's all about the psychological part of things absolutely and how you present it and how it's done so he he's really good at that yeah and you know what you got to stroke his ego because like as a salesperson myself i love when people just like give me like you're the man you're the, yeah. who doesn't want to hear that right. so he'll like it i promise you so i love for you to put me in contact with him and uh, he can show his expertise and his uh wisdom you know and he'll yes. like so I think y'all would, would get along very well. Absolutely. So he works specifically for your group, right? No, for the whole, for the company. Yes. That's what I'm saying. For, okay. You're, you're, yeah. Okay. So what is next for you? Are you going to keep grinding? What do you say you work? Probably 80 hours a week? Yes. Yeah, so in the summertime, I'm averaging 80 to 90 in that ballpark. So it's on the sun hub, sun down. Have you taken uh, eight months old? So I've got a one-year-old and a three-year-old. Awesome. One of the best, thank you and congrats to you as well. One of the best feelings in the world is yeah. being able to provide them things that I didn't get to experience. I am from uh, a rough part of Louisville where, you know, uh, I went out there tonight for a birthday party. And I don't want to say you, um, we are, we had a full tank of gas and we were passing by and it looked like something bad was about to go down at one of the gas stations. And it's just a rough part of town. Mm -hmm. So like, I am so blessed to give my family everything. 
that I did not have growing up. So you're going to get to experience yeah. At that the too. age of 24, did I ever think I'd live in a 3,100 square foot house? I'm like, no, I would never live in, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, it's just, I've been blessed by that man above. So I, I completely, I understand 100% where you're coming from. Absolutely. And you're going to keep kicking butt. Yes, sir. Absolutely. I, have they- I'm trying to sell a house now and I'm about, to, I'm thinking about turning it into a rental property. I don't know. I've been to a lot of rental properties doing my job and it's not pretty. <laughs> The bad thing about yeah. rental properties, and I've got a lot of friends who do them, mm -hmm. they just, most people, more than half, don't take care of them they can. because they don't have an invested interest unless you have it in the contract where if they do stuff, they are responsible for it. And a lot of people, you know, so I've got dozens and dozens of friends locally in Louisville that tell me all kinds of bad stuff and they've learned and doing HVAC, I experience. come across it all the time. So I see some crazy stuff. I mean, I went into one house. It was so unreal. It was, I swear, I had I had to wear a suit. I had to wear a suit to go in there because it was just three inches of nothing but just cat feces, dog feces. I mean, the whole house, the stairs, the bottom, the kitchen. I mean, this place was absolutely horrendous. And it was just a horrible time. And, and at that moment, I've still gone to a lot of private rentals that have renters that do not care about their, you know, the homeowner stuff. And that's what every time I go into a home like that, I'm like, do I really want to turn this house into a, a rental property? Do I really want to do this? Because with the, yeah, I'll make an, another income. But as soon as they move out, the income's going right back into it. You know, it's just, it's, it's definitely a gamble. Absolutely. Well, what would you give, what kind of advice would you give to a new person in sales that's th been thinking about getting in sales or got in sales, they're not doing that good? What made you successful? Getting uncomfortable. Well doing, said. Doing it. Just don't think, just do it. I mean, it, it, the more you, I say from my perspective, um, it was, I was so nervous and it, which everyone is really nervous when it comes to doing something new, period. Yeah. Um, but I can say just get uncomfortable, do your thing. Uh, take, taking risk is a really big thing in it just cause I like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm more of commission. So I, do I know that I'm not, I'm not guaranteed anything, but I am going to guarantee myself that I will make money. So Either way, I, I'm comfortable. Um, it, but the advice I would say is just to you're gonna have you're gonna have days where you're not gonna close anything, and don't let it discourage you, and just keep moving forward because there's gonna be better days. Absolutely, I mean, well, I've had that, and and it's I've had some days where I'd go four or five days without selling anything, and you're like, what the heck? What's going on? What am I doing? Why am I? I start questioning myself, and I'm like, I can't do that. I can't question myself. I got to keep doing it. And from day one, I got to st stay with the same process. I have, to, I have a process I have to go through and it works, uh, you know, 50% of the time. And I was, I'm good with that 50%. What kind of car did you end up buying? I didn't buy it. I didn't buy a car at all just because I was so, I don't want to, it was so exhaustion because I can continue from that, from where I was. I, I, told, I come in, they give me $12,000 over the, the asking price. I said, what is this? Go And he was like, oh, this ain't right, is it? I was like, you can tell he was lying. I, it's it right there. And he's like, let me go see what my manager can do. I was like, okay, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, here we go. And then he came back and he dropped it instantly. 
12000 $12,000. Instantly. Didn't even think. It took two minutes for twelve grand just to. So I was like, I was like, okay, so they're either motivated or they tried to screw me. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I was thinking more of screwing me than motivation uh, because I came back. I think they wanted 46 out the door for the Grand Highlander. Um, and so I was like, well, if you can bring down the 44, I'll pay, I'll do it. And so um, they would not come down. It just, he wouldn't, uh, and then I was like, okay, well, if we can't, if we can't meet men's, let's just go ahead and part ways, because uh, we're wasting our time here, I don't, I don't want to waste yours as much as you're wasting mine, and so I was like, okay, and he's like, okay, let me go get your keys, my keys didn't come, the finance manager came, and so, or no, not the finance manager, another manager, it wasn't the finance manager, but it was another manager, and uh, she was, she was hounding me, she said, all right, look, you want to do business or what, I was like, I was like, what? I was like, what do you got going on up here? You have 17 acres of cars. Literally, they have 17 acres of cars, and they're doing that. I was like, what do you mean? He said, she's like, be realistic. I said, me be realistic? I was like, you came in at 12000 above asking price. I was like, that's not realistic. What are you doing? She's like, well, we got mouth to feed. Or she said, if you're going to get in our pockets, we need to get in yours. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, we can't, we can't make it unless we don't, you know, if we don't shoot. That's what she said. Basically, if we're not going to, tr we're going to try and get, we got to try it. Yeah. Right. Right. And I was just like, I said, that's not how you do things. I asked for the the best solution, the best deal you can get me. And you didn't do that. So uh, I started to get up and then here comes the finance manager. And I was like, Oh my God, these guys are really trying to get this thing to get. Me. I was like, all right, let me see what the finance manager has to say. You know, at this point I did have a little bit of sales experience under my belt and so I have a little bit as far as on um, the mental things, you know, and uh, and he was just like, all right, well, I was like, I really don't want I really don't want to pay this amount. And if you can get it to this amount, I'll buy. And then he was like, I'll get this amount if you finance it. I was like, because you make more money on financing, right? Do. Is that correct. Yeah. OK, so it's like cash is nothing no more. No. It's not. And no. so I'm like, I was like, man, I said, y'all want cash money right now? I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, he said, I'll go, I'll go that price if you finance. I was like, I said, I really don't want to have to go through the trouble to get my credit pulled and then just to pay it off the, you know, a week, two weeks later. I'm like, I don't want to do that. That's just that's a hit on me for no reason. And so um, and he was like, well, what about leasing it? I was like, okay. I said, like, give me my keys. Let's go. I was like, I don't want to do it. And then he would not give me my keys. He wouldn't give me my keys. And he kept talking. And then all that happened. And guess what? They, they agreed sold to your the number. car two hours oh. prior to me going through that. And so I was like, two, I was like, he said, yeah, that sold about two hours ago. I said, are you kidding me? I said, dude, if you don't give me my, if you don't give me my keys, please let me leave. I want to go. And then the finance manager go, get, goes and gets my trade that they looked at. Also, they didn't value it at all. It was crazy. And they came back and I, when he, whenever he got into the car, he literally gassed it. You can hear the tire spin. Like he was, he was just mad. He was really upset. And I told him uh, down here, uh, you know, you treat people with stuff with respect. And so I was like, if you ever do that again, I promise you it's going to be bad. <laughs> I was so mad. I like, I didn't threaten him, but I was just like, come on, man, be, be a, be professional. 
Absolutely. And if they got 17 acres of cars and they treated you that way, that means they treat other people that way. They need oh some training God. themselves. And I'm not one to bash people, but that made me bash. I had to bash because of that experience because it was just everything. It, it was just multiple things just kept going, kept going. I'm like, oh my gosh, I could have not, you know, worse experience. It was, it was horrible. And I'm scared to go buy another car now because of that experience. I'm like, I don't know where to go. Which I did buy her Rav Four from a a a, Miss, a a dealership out of Mississippi, and they were so fair, straight up. And I wish I would have went back to it, but they didn't have inventory because it's all sold because they sell everything. They know what they're doing. I like a car. If I pull up to a a car lot with acres and there's only five vehicles there, you're doing something right. You yeah, know what I'm saying? It, it's. So and they just didn't have the inventory and they they something about ordering it they, I can't remember why this was well over I mean this was about yeah seven eight months ago um so it was it was just it's made it tough because I want a Grand Highlander but the interest rates on on this on on the loans right now are crazy high they are well it, and and it also shows you where you had a motivated real buyer and then you took him out of the market. Meaning because you had such a bad experience. Right. It was, it was so, I was like, I, I can't believe y'all do. I, I literally said, I, I said, I can't believe y'all do this to people. And then she was like, literally, um, one of the guys told me that people are so gullible. They don't care. And I was well, like, here. I get that. But I'm, as you can tell, I've done my homework. Treat me seriously. Treat me like I, I want to be treated. Treat me like you want to be treated, you know? So the COVID industry, the, when COVID happened, it, so many people in car sales made a very good living just because you didn't even have to be a, a good salesperson to do it, you mm -hmm. know, because you bought it or you left. And there was right. no really negotiating. You either pay this or you get out. And there were so few cars. And it sounds like they're kind of still living in that aspect in which that market is gone, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they uh, sorry to hear about your experience, but you know it's what? Fun. It made you smarter. It, uh, you know, I believe everything happens for a reason, yeah. you know, so it puts you, uh, in a different aspect where you're like, damn, you know, I can't treat people that way. And it's, then it helps your sales game. Right. And and so you learn from it, you know, you learn from it's, it's in any conversation I have, um, I, I learn things about how, how they react, how their eyes move, how their eyes get bigger. Um, you know, you, you have to look at those things in sales to, see which way you need to go absolutely um, it's 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 a little bit like one time i am i'm very i'm pretty proud of myself for doing this um it's because it's unheard of um i i sold a, one of the biggest jobs hanson's ever done as far as re residential because i'm a residential technician right uh, and it was two systems two duct systems a mini split and a panel upgrade uh electrical panel upgrade um this customer moved down from Washington. She um, she had a, a system. It was a four ton on a thirty nine hundred square foot house, which is unheard of. Like four tons are good for twenty four hundred square feet, so it's well not going to cool or heat correctly at all. And so she needed multiple systems in the home, but because the house design was un poorly, uh, it, it was never going to be the same unless you added two systems, or it was never going to be right. And right. So I got her up everything, all the info I needed, and I presented to her $48,500. And it was because I spent five hours prior 
is then you have to build trust. You have to take your time to get them comfortable. Um, don't even talk about the HVAC for an hour. You know what I'm saying? Talk about Absolutely. All right. And so from, from me taking all that time, talking with them as I'm getting all my info, stopping, doing everything, you know, hanging out with them, uh, it, um, it, it made them comfortable. And so, I mean, as soon as I put spit out the number, they were like, let's do it. I was yeah. Like, that's, I mean, $48,500 job. And you're like, I just made, what is that? It's like, what? Let's see. It's $3,400 right there. I was just like, what? You know, it's just like, oh my God, I love this. I was like, I love what I do. And it, I got them happy. We're happy. The company wins. We all win. You know? Absolutely. So that's the main goal is, to, is customer, company, self. It's more you would have made all month long making $16 an hour. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I made it in full one day. I was like, man, let's go. Um, but I mean, that it's just the customer was very happy with what I did and um, how I introduced her to everything and, uh, and got her comfortable. All the, It's just about getting them comfortable. It really is. Uh, once you give them, you know, five-star service, price is nothing. Yeah. Well said. You want to end it with anything? Um, let's see. Trust God. I will say that. Trust God first, always. Uh, keep him in your life and, uh, and he'll do the rest for you. You know what I'm saying? Just, uh, have the attitude to be there for your customers. Um, you want to be there for, Treat them like you want to be treated. That's just, it'd be simple. You know what I'm saying? Just keep it simple, stupid, always. And just uh, do your job and it'll play out and you'll make money. Now, I don't, it's just, it's it's so different. It's so fun in HVAC because it's just, you, you know, you're all like, okay, it's going to be $20,000. just hot as crap, you know? And, and so it's it's just fun on how we do things. And um, I would just, my advice would be just to trust God, do your thing. And uh, do everything you can to get them comfortable um, and gain their trust and get five-star service no matter what and what you do. You know what I'm saying? You want them to have a wonderful experience so they can tell everyone else so you can make more money then. I don't know. Awesome. That's pretty you, good advice, I think. <laughs> it sounds amazing. Well, you do you are have amazing. any advice for me? The thing that really separated me is always investing in myself meaning it's the best investment you can ever made. My mentor taught me that. That's why I still read books today. That's why I still listen to podcasts today. Uh, my new business, I was just talking with my wife. I need to get it set up where I record phone calls because next month when the training platform goes live, I'm going to be making a lot of phone calls trying to sell dealerships, telemarketing, insurance companies. So I'm going to get that going. Tape yourself. I know it's harder to do because you do it more in person. Not everybody's cool with that in person. Um, yeah, I can still record it. So I, I do like to, I, I even come home and I do, I, I work on my wife. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, all right, this is what happened. You're doing this. Be, you know, be just hit me with objections. Hit me with what I can work off of. You know, I'm, I'm comfortable with you. If I can do it in front, like same at my, at our trainings, if I can do it in front of 20 other techs, I can do it in front of a customer with no with ease. So I try to uh, bring the guys up into making objections. You know, you want them fired up. You want them to, give them everything you got because you want them to be successful. I want my team to be successful hundred percent always. Absolutely. And so anytime I get the help and um, 
if they have any questions, it's the same thing. I just I I want everyone to be engaged. Oh, And perfect. so that's why I always like I said, I come home and I work with my wife on I'm like, here, tell me this, you know, act like this happened. And I just work with her, really. That's a that's a good thing. Have you ever done that before? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, when I first got in sales, like real sales over the phone, I would practice on my dogs square. Uh, I'd come home. I didn't have enough money to do anything. Didn't have a girlfriend. Didn't want a girlfriend. I'd practice on my dogs. I had two Jack Russells and I would literally sit there and like they they didn't know what was going on. And I'd sit there and just go over rebuttal, rebuttal, rebuttal. And I mastered them. And, and you know, I ate mac and cheese for months. Me and my dogs both couldn't even buy dog food. No money, but I was committed. And, you know, those, I, I knew that there was a light at the end of the tunnel. I believed in myself. I wasn't going to give up. And it it was absolutely amazing. And it made me the person I am today. So awesome. invest in yourself, trust the process. Yeah, we, it's, we have to, we, I have a process I have to go through and it's just, if I don't go through it, it never, it doesn't work out. All steps are, are, um, very important then you know they wouldn't be there if they weren't you they, know yep so. and people try to shortcut shortcut them and it doesn't work out and then you blame yourself just stick to the process the process worse the process has been in place for years mm -hmm. there's a reason why they call it the process you know exactly. you have to have a routine absolutely well you That's are the man i uh i didn't ask you uh, i didn't ask you do you have a boy or girl i have a boy Eight month old boy, congratulations! Yeah, man, thank you, man. He's awesome. He's, oh man, sleep is gone. Yeah, think about this. I'm doing eight hours a week, eighty hours a week, and it's just I sleep. You know, uh, my wife takes a little more care of that situation, but I'm still in the same room. But and I wake up and I'm like, oh my god, this baby don't sleep because he wakes up every three hours. Well, let me give you some more hope. So mine's three and almost two, and. Three days ago was the first day in three years that she slept all the way through the night. Let's go. That's so <laughs> you might have years to go, man. <laughs> I know. But then I meet people and they're like, man, I have to wake up my kid in order to eat. I'm like, I wish, I wish I could do that. So yeah, my wife helps. Uh, she, I shouldn't say help. She does it all because I uh, typically yeah. am the worker. But yep. she, uh, starting this business, she knows way more technology than this. She set up all of this. Um, she's amazing. If I didn't have her, I'd be hiring somebody, spending money. <laughs> so it's a win-win. And plus, we spend more time now connecting, talking. Yep. Uh, just last week, she was like, what's a TO? And I was oh, like, yeah. well, you know. Turnover, was, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, now she's learning more sales language. Now she's yeah. asking more questions. Uh, we've got a few things in the works where she's about to start a sales agency herself. That's awesome. Uh, so we got a lot got of some stuff big there. things going for you, Brent. That's awesome. Got some big things going and I'm ready to kick them off. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'll be praying and I hope everything works out greatly for you. You deserve it. Well, thank you very much. And we're going to get you back on the podcast again. Please reach out to your one guy that helps you all do the training. Um, if you ever need anything, my, you have my phone number. I pick up, I always, if I don't pick up, I text people right back when I get free. So I um, wish you and your family the best. Disney World is not too far from you. We absolutely love Disney World. So take them there when they get a few years old. And I've, um, I've never been in myself. So I haven't, I, 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 like I said, I didn't have much of a, my childhood was just 
it wasn't the best, but I'm grateful and I'm, I was blessed to even have a childhood. Uh, so, uh, um, I never got to go there. So hopefully I will definitely, Oh, I will definitely take them there one day. It's sure. amazing. Well, you, you are a good man. Yes, Thank sir. you for your time. Thank you. God I appreciate you. Yes, sir. Have a good night. You too, buddy. Hey everyone, a huge shout out to you, the dedicated sales pros for listening for a purpose to elevate your game. Now I challenge you, pass this knowledge to a friend who's ready to elevate their game. Smash that like button, leave a comment and introduce yourself. And remember to activate your notifications and subscribe for more. We've got daily sales training videos coming your way to boost your success. Let's embark on this journey of success together. I've got your back for life.